Hi, I'm Samantha. Hi, I'm Sarah. And, and we, we are, are the, the Doom, Doom Crew. Damn you! Hey, nerds. Hey, nerds. We're back. Uh, for what you don't know is the second time today. Yes. Um, we're going to discuss book club discussion topics for the book, If You Tell, by Greg Olson. Greg with two Gs. Um, we tried at first to tell you about the book, but... We were at 45 minutes and not even a quarter of the way through the book and realized, y'all just going to have to read the book. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much to describe. Like, there's no way for us to succinctly do it and be able to have you understand the depth of the abuse. And how horrific it is. Here's a very, very, very small synopsis of the book, okay? It's about a woman named Shelly Notek. And... Her three daughters and the abuse they have sustained while living with Shelly. Yeah. And then it goes to talk about two people who move in with Shelly um, to help the family and are so abused that they wind up dead. Yeah. And the kind of abuse that they just, All of them endured. Is just... I it, can't describe it with words. It's it's horrendous. Um, the buck... The book. The book does a really great job of kind of painting a picture for you to understand what was happening in the house. I'm sure we don't even know all of it. And that's horrifying. You're right. It is. It really is. Yeah. So after our bullshit attempt at trying to... Oh my God, it was so bad. We both stopped and we're like, what are we doing? This is too long. Yeah. This is not going to be something people enjoy. And so we know that without having read this book, this episode won't have much context for you. So we would recommend you read it, but also be warned, it is incredibly dark. It is. And just by listening to us answer these questions that are from the discussion guide, Mm -hmm. you'll understand a little bit about how horrendous this book is. But it was life-altering almost i talked about it in therapy the next week i feel like we do need to discuss it like yeah it's really something yeah oh okay i'm ready for our discussion questions okay first question the author pinpoints certain aspects of shelly's childhood that may foreshadow the direction she took later in life What do you make of her behavior as a child? So I will start. Um, She was a little bitch. (laughs) Okay. As kindly as possible. (laughs) Just as nice as I can say. Uh, She did have a rougher, very beginning to her childhood. Mm -hmm. Her mom drank excessively. Yeah. And then abandoned her. Yes. And she moved in with her dad and stepmom who were good people yeah and did everything they could for her yeah they Um, tried really hard to like make sure that she had like a happy and comfortable life but Shelly was just angry she a couple notable moments that just show where she's going in life uh she would break up glass and put it in everyone's shoes yes Mostly other mostly children. Other, yeah, mostly other kids. So yeah, just shards of glass in others' shoes. Uh, accused her father of rape that didn't happen. Nope, medically proven, did not happen. Um, like went to the police with it or she said it at school or something. School and so they got the police yep. involved. And then yeah, later determined, like she said she made it up and a doctor confirmed. So, and then she just pretended that she didn't just try to ruin her father's life. Yep. Just moved on. Yeah. Didn't matter. Just ignored that fact. Um, she would just try and make everyone as miserable as possible around her. Yeah. She made up it, stories about her father abusing her many times to multiple people. Yeah. And got kicked out of her first high school at the age of 15 and went around to several others before 
going to different family members even. Yes. And all of them. Living with grandparents, aunts. They couldn't take it. They couldn't handle her. No one. Until she gets married. Yeah. And then things go from there, guys. Oh boy, do they. All right. Second question. Yeah. Dave Notek concedes he was a weak man and didn't know how to stop Shelly from her relentless abuse. Did you at any point feel sympathy for Dave? Yeah, so I think going through in the beginning, like, I think when I was reading about what he thought of Shelly when he first saw her, where he was like, oh my gosh, she's so out of my league. She's this gorgeous woman. Everyone's looking at her. She has this beautiful auburn hair, like, super fit. Like, the fact that he felt like he was falling for her, I felt a little compassion. I was like, no. Like, we already you poor man. Like, yeah. that was literally the only time that I truly felt any sympathy for him. I guess, yeah. Like, when he was living, so at some point, he started just staying at his job site. And, like, because he was involved in some of the abuse, Shelly ordered him to assist with abusing the girls. And she also was abusive toward Dave. I'm not saying, like, he didn't get off scot-free by any means. But he was manipulated and forced into abusing his stepchildren. Yes, and the abuse was horrific. Yeah. She would force him to assist her in what they called wallowing. Wallowing, yeah. Yeah. So he would have a garden hose and he was spraying one of his stepdaughters while she was naked outside in the dirt, turning to mud with every second. And this would go on for hours. And Shelly would also like force him to say really degrading things to the girls. And he just seemed to go along with it he just did it yeah he just did it he and didn't then, argue with Shelly he didn't fight with her he just I mean it got to the point it. where he murdered his own well his he nephew murdered his nephew that lived with them yeah because Shelly told him to yeah because he was shot weak. him in the back of the head yeah. This was a child. Like he was, he all he wanted to do was be free and he yeah. was forced to live with his family and suffer this abuse yeah. and he suffered it so long. He had proof that there was abuse happening and he was going to take it to the police. Yep. And one of her daughters told her that. Yeah. And then he died. He was murdered. Yeah. And they pretend he ran away. Yes. They told the girls he ran away and everything. But yeah, Dave just did these things because Shelly asked. So I didn't have a lot of compassion after like when he first thought he was falling in love with her. I was like, you had signs before you got married that and then she a- was a very dark person. After you got married, when you were consistently kicked out of the home, um, that was just, here's your sign, sir. Maybe. Yeah. Fucking it's time leave. to go. Call the police. Yeah. You watched your stepdaughter getting beaten. Yeah. You assisted. Yeah. You assisted. Constantly. Yeah. Every time you were home, you had to do something to abuse those kids because your wife told you to. Yes. It's horrific. It is. So no, I don't feel bad for him. Fuck that guy. No. Yeah. Okay. Of the three girls, Nikki took the brunt of the abuse from her mother. Nikki was the oldest. Yet later, she says she still loved her because she was my mom. Do you sympathize with Nikki? Why or why not? So I empathize with Nikki. Mm-hmm. That loving a parent is unconditional. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know how I. I don't know how I would feel. I can't. I cannot put myself in the in their shoes. Like I yeah. cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. What would you, I don't know. How do you think? Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely can't put myself in those same exact shoes, you know, but I feel like this is something we commonly hear about people that are abused, that they do, you know, sometimes still love their abuser. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's just doubly tricky there because it's family, but 
they're abusing you. I mean, you're taught from a young age that you love your family no matter what. Especially your parents. Yeah. They're supposed to be like, your... It's like a core lesson. Yes. Like, I can't... I can't imagine having my mom do those things to me. No. Force me naked around the house. Not let me shower. No. like Beat me with random objects. Like, I can't... No. I kept trying to tell myself, because what we're reading was so horrible. I kept trying to tell myself, like, just think of it as fake. It's okay. Like, just pretend it's a story. It's just a novel that someone has written. And it was just so real that I couldn't... No, there's no way that someone... Other than someone sadistic such as Shelly can come up with this stuff. No. Oh my no. God. Like I didn't, some of the abuses I read about, I would have never crossed my mind. No. And I, yeah, I feel the worst for Nikki. Yeah, absolutely. She took the brunt of it. Um, you know, she was the oldest. She experienced it the longest. So next question. Yeah. What do you think about the role of the community in Shelley's and Dave's crimes? The police, coworkers, teachers? Um, I don't know what I feel of, like for this question because I don't necessarily remember. They like, did nothing. Well, yeah, but how? what did they know? I don't mm-hmm. remember like how much the teachers I mean, knew or saw. Or... You can see obvious signs of abuse on children. Yeah. So I think the teachers saw it. I think they ignored it. Yeah. And that grosses me out. You're mandatory reporters for a fucking reason. You see things that no one else is going to see. It's like Adrian Hernandez. Yeah. Did you ever watch that documentary? No. Never mind then. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I'm like, I will agree with you because that's good for the podcast. But no, I have no idea what you're talking about. So let's be honest about it. (laughs) You should watch it. Did I say Adrian? Yes. Gabriel. That's why I didn't know what the <laughs> fuck you were talking about. Sorry. Leaving that in. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, the community, police, whatever, did nothing. <sighs> Shelly got away with a lot of shit. Sure did. I mean, people died. Yeah. Died. Oh, okay. So when it comes to that, yes, I can respond. That in relation to like Kathy and dying and Ron dying and like people asking her about it, the police asking her about it. Like, well, specifically the police when Nikki went to them and said, my mother killed this woman. Yeah. And they did nothing. Yeah. That was so fucking crazy. Like, she literally went and said, I know this happened, and I can prove it, and nothing happened. And then, later, she finds out that, Nikki finds out, after she had already left the home, Mm -hmm. her sister informs her that someone else had moved in. Yeah, Ron. Ron. And that he was being abused, too. Yeah. And she goes, if he's dead to the police, this is on you. Yeah. Because I fucking told you mm-hmm. what a sick fuck my mother was. Yep. And y'all did nothing. Exactly. And then what happened? Uh, Ron died. Yeah. Yep. He was abused to death. Just like Kathy. Yeah, literally. She was like, fucking starved and poisoned. She was made to clean the house naked. naked. Oh my god. And her family was like, they knew something was up and wanted to get her out of there. And she was so brainwashed. Yeah, she was super brainwashed and Shelly wouldn't allow it. No. Yeah, wild. Okay. Two of the sisters, Tori and Sammy, have forgiven their father and still see him regularly. Do you think you could forgive someone who committed such... Such heinous acts. So this goes back to the other question for me. The one about Nikki and her mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I know people who have been abused and still have contact with their abusers. Mm-hmm. Years, years later. And have forgiven them. But I don't 
know if I could forgive someone for the reason I don't think I'd be able to forgive him is he doesn't take accountability for his actions. Yeah. All of it's because Shelly told me to, I was weak. Shelly told me to, you're the one who was spraying the hose. You're the one who shot your nephew. You're the one who kicked Kathy in the head. You're the one who did that. Like that was on you. Yeah. Like take accountability. And then maybe, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I also don't, I don't know. It's really hard to kind of put yourself in that situation because, like, reading what I read... I want to say no. I, I want to say no. I want to say, fuck that guy. Yeah. And on an outside perspective, fuck that guy. Yeah. I have no problem saying that. He's not my dad. He didn't abuse me. I don't know him from fucking Adam, but fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Horrible. Okay. Oh, it's your turn to ask a question. Oh. In interviews, the author has stated that the triggering details were included because it is what happened and it is important for readers to know what the girls, Shane, Kathy, and Ron experienced. In your opinion, was too much violence depicted on the pages of If You Tell? That's a good question. Yeah. So in my opinion, no, because there have been books that go into too much detail that I've not been able to read. I was able to read this. It was horrific. I I do want to double underline horrific there, but I think it was important. Yes. I think it was important. So you could see the true evil yeah. That is Shelly. Absolutely. Like, I was shocked over and over in this book. I know. By her things, behavior. When Ron, when she forced Ron to drink urine. Oh my God. I remember you being like, I couldn't believe that this happened. Like, that he just did it. Because he, she didn't pour it in his mouth. She told him to do it and he picked up the glass and drank it. Because she had so, like... Brainwashed him. Just abused him to the point of no coming back. And it's like, you wouldn't be able to fully digest how fucked up she made these individuals if you didn't have that detail. You yeah. wouldn't be able to know that Kathy was so abused that she willingly laid in a hot trunk while the girls did laundry and never got out, even though Shelly wasn't there. Yeah. Because she was so brainwashed. Like, you need those details to really get the full picture of, oh my god. Yeah. And that's why us trying to describe the book when we were recording last time wasn't working. Because you need to know all of the things. Yeah, like, like this is a good question because we tried to give it in a... Yeah. We tried to, like, succinctly give you the picture. And it's just not enough. Like, mm -hmm. it truly... You have to read it to understand, but it, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm serious. I talked about it in therapy. I think about it every day right now. Really? Yes. Like once a day, I think I'm reminded of something in that book. Um, it really like struck me. So yeah. So we've mentioned a couple times that Shelly made, you know, her kids be nude for the wallowing for Kathy doing chores so this question um, ties right in with that. Shelley seemed to have a fascination with nudity. What do you make of that? Why did she insist on Kathy doing chores in the nude? I think it was to degrade them. Mm -hmm. I think it was 100% to show that she was in control. I agree. That she was overpowering all of them. Yeah. As I said before, Shelley faked a rape. Oh, wait. No, wait. This is another rape. Sorry, guys. So, Shelly faked a rape mm -hmm. and attacked during her first marriage. Why did she go to such extreme measure measures? What was in it for her that she always sought out attention, like when she faked cancer later in life? Yeah. So, when she faked this um, rape and attack in her first marriage, it was because she was living in a trailer she didn't want to live in a trailer. She wanted to live in the cute little house downtown. And so she, I think she had said a couple times, like, I want to move. And her husband was like, we don't need to move. Like, we can't afford to move right now. Like, just 
hold your fucking ponies, put your pants back on. And then she was like, okay, well, no one's paying attention to me when I demand it. So I'll just force my hand here. So she sits there and pretends that she got raped and attacked. I think later she learns how to demand and not have to injure herself. Have to go. Yeah. Not have to like attack herself and pretend that someone else did it. She's, she eventually commands everyone around her. Yeah. Just wow. But yeah, I think this was just kind of like the start of that. Um, and then, yeah, getting attention later in life by saying that she had cancer. I mean, I think she just felt like she should be the number one concern for everyone in her life. Legitimately, yes. Yeah. She wants to be center of attention of all things. Yeah. Just like extreme be, narcissism. Be supreme. tall. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Many have said, If You Tell is a very difficult read. Some could only read it a little at a time. Others said they read it in a single sitting. What does that tell you about the readers and the content of the book? Well, considering we both had our own take on that. Yeah. Like, so... When you said you wanted to read it, I was like, oh, fuck. She reads so fucking fast. Like, and I have so much on my plate right now. It's going to take me a while. So I said, how fast do you think you're going to read it? And I said one to two days. And I said, uh, it's going to take me more than that. Um, like, I need at least four, I think. I think I said I need, like, four to seven or whatever. And you were like, yeah, that's fine. Like, there's no rush. So I started on the book, I think, the same day. You started before me a little bit because you got to like a third of the way through and you were yeah, like, I can't keep reading. Yeah. You were <laughs> like, I have to take a break. Like, that's how bad it is. And I was only like 10% into the book at that point. And I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Like, it's already pretty bad. You know, Chuck was standing in the window and I thought that was the worst thing that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Her little brother crying. What? Yeah, I thought in the very beginning of the book, I was going to highlight like these really disturbing parts. And there was this really sad part about her brother standing in the window and like the neighbor seeing his brother cry or the neighbor seeing Shelly's brother cry in the window and like that it happened a lot. I was like, oh my God, that's heartbreaking. That's horrible. And then you realize that wasn't shit. That's, that's chump change. That's child's play. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> that's a child's problem and we're about to enter like hell zone. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was convinced it would take me a long time to get through it because it was going to be, number one, difficult material, but then also I was busy. I had stuff to do. Well, I had less stuff to do the more I read. Um, I could not put the book down, and I finished in like a day and a half, two days. Yeah, and it took me about four. Yeah. Four, because I kept having to put it down. Yeah, I and I could, could not stop reading about the horrendous things happening in these fucking houses. Yeah, and I just had to, like, walk away. Yeah. At one point, I was like, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, I remember texting you at one time, and I was like, oh my God, there's 85 chapters. Because, <laughs> like, I thought in the beginning I had seen that there was, like, 30 chapters so I'm getting to like 30 chapter range like 27 28 and I'm like thank god this is gonna be over soon and then I got to chapter 30 and I was like it didn't end 31 happened and then I was like wait I swear to god this had 30 chapters so I go to the chapter list and imagine my fucking shock <laughs> when it doesn't stop at 30 or 40 or 50 it's 85 chapters yeah it was um it was rough. I don't know what it says about the audience. Right. Because you are more likely to read something that's scarier compared to me. Oh, yes. Like, you're way more likely to read something considered quote-unquote scary than I am. Yeah, this wasn't scary. It was no. traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. It was like... I can understand why you couldn't put it down because it was like, I can't imagine that this is real. Yeah. And then, but I also understand me who I was like, I have to put this down because I can't believe this is fucking real. Yeah. Well, and I was, we were talking before the show and I said, you know, maybe it's because you are a mom. And so like a mom doing this to her children, like, I mean, I don't, I don't think know. you could ever imagine ever 
you know, no. being in that type of situation. But I didn't know if that was why it was harder because it was a parent to child See, abuse relationship. Maybe. But then I've read like a child called it. Yeah. I could. That one was really rough, but I made it through that one. This one was just like, it just never stops. No. Is what it was. It just never, never stops. No. Like every chapter was a new horror to learn about. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know what it says about the people. Yeah. It's just... It's just... And because I couldn't do that every week. Like, so Greg Olson has other books about other crimes, like true crimes. And so we were... Sarah and I were looking through and talking about, oh, should we read another one? And both of us were like, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. Like, this will be a hot minute before I can read a book like that again. Yeah. I think the next time we do like a book club edition, we'll read something a little lighter that's maybe like not, I don't want to say like too light, but maybe something with like a good court case around a crime or something. Yeah. Something a little less Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause that's all I thought the entire fucking book. It was rough. Get me my fucking rosemary beads or whatever they're called. <laughs> rosary. beads. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm Can I have my rosemary beads, please? Obviously not Catholic. <laughs> no. What questions did you have after finishing, if you tell? Why the fuck is Shelly out of prison? Yeah, I felt so bad when I told you that, but it's also not in the book, so I'm kind of glad I told you that. Yeah. They don't talk about it. But yeah, she went to prison and she was released. Yeah. He went to prison, her husband Dave. Yeah. And he was released. Both of them are free people now. Yeah. like They killed people. Two of them, and Dave, three. And they're not even like, the, the the murders weren't even like crimes of passion or whatever. They no, were, they very were, long and drawn out. Yeah, they were very premeditated. I don't understand. Well, and so premeditated, Yeah. yes and no, because I will say, I think that there was a bit of delusion going on. With Dave. Mm-hmm. With yes. Shelly, no. With Dave, yes. Shelly knew. Yeah, Shelly knew what she was doing. She acted very surprised. Each time. Like, yeah. oh my god, they're dead. How? What do mean how, bitch? You, yeah, at your a, hands. A body can only take so much abuse before it gives up. Yeah. And their minds were gone before their fucking oh bodies were. They no. had already given up. So bad. So long ago. Like, their bodies so bad fought for them. for them much longer yeah. than their minds did. Yeah. Fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. But, Horrifying. Yeah. I, I can't, that was my same question too, is how is she, how is she free? Yeah, that's my only question. How also, is she free? Can I never see her? Because that would oh be God. so scary. That's like meeting the devil in person. Yeah. No, thank you, Lucifer. Yeah, get the fuck out. Um, okay. If You Tell is a character study of a dysfunctional family and three sisters' survival. Which character do you have the most compassion for? So we touched on this before. Mm-hmm. Mine's between Shane and Nikki. Yeah. Because they were innocents. Mm-hmm. So it's between Shane and Nikki for you? Yes, because they were innocent children. Yeah. Brought into hell by the devil himself, a.k.a. Shelly. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I definitely think I have a lot of compassion for Nikki for sure. And yeah, it's so it's so hard with Shane because I felt like in the book, like his story just kind of ended. Like, yeah, because, well, I mean, because he just died. Well, yeah, it just, it seemed really crazy to me that like when Shelly said that he left, that they just kind of believed her. I think that they 100% did not believe her. And I think that they made... Well, Tori was a baby. Yeah. And Sammy was a young girl. But, but Nikki, Nikki was... But the, she didn't talk about that, I guess, in her interviews. And that's what I was kind of, like, I guess, confused about. Because I would have thought that she would be very, like, where is he? Where is he? Where did he go? Why isn't he writing a letter? But like, she was scared of her mom. Yeah. She had to think about it like that, too. Because she did say there's no way. Because in the book... It explains that supposedly he left Shelly a gift. Oh, my Remember? God. And Nikki's yes. adamant he never would have fucking left her gift. Yeah. He hated her. Yeah. He was going to tell on her because he had pictures of Kathy's abuse. Yeah. And then she, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, Shane and Nikki are pretty tied for me. So you think Nikki yeah. a little bit more? She did have to I, sustain it long. She went yeah, through it a lot longer. Yeah, she sustained longer. a lot more. And then, again, even after she escaped, she had kind of a rough journey. And when... And Shelly had turned Tori against Nikki. So then she had to, like, meet and, like, win over her sister again. Like, that just... I mean, that's a fucking lot. Yeah. That poor girl went through fucking hell. Yeah. All of them did. But, yeah. But yeah. I mean, she was the one who was more centered in this book for the abuse, which makes you yeah. assume that it is it was her who went through the most. And yeah. Like you said before, it wasn't all of it. No. This, this book- could not have been everything, I'm very sure. Because, I mean, there's 85 chapters, like 400 some pages of this abuse that's not the only abuse these girls suffered. This is, I mean, that book would be 300 chapters long. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking mind-boggling. So unfortunate. So if you want to read a book that will traumatize you, give you nightmares, make you have to talk to a therapist about it, um, If You Tell, it's a great one. Yeah. If You Tell by Greg Olson with two Gs on the end of Greg. Yeah. He, he done fucked me up. Yep. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. It was a really good book, though, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we thought we had to do a podcast about it tells you how good of a book it was. Yeah. It is worth talking about. It's just horrendous. Yeah. And Sammy, Nikki, and Tori are all, you know, alive. And well. They have families. Yeah. They're doing great things, and they're great people. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Some fucking how. Yeah. Came through on the other side. Oh my God. I'm glad they all eventually got out. Same. And that Shelly was finally caught. Holy fuck. Wasn't enough. But no, yeah. it wasn't enough. It wasn't soon enough. All right. You want to get a drink? Yes. yes. Come back. Yes. BRB. Sorry, I was reading. No, you're fine. Totally wasn't ready. I was for... like, I'm just gonna wait. It's been going for like eight seconds. It's okay, good. it's not like I was like reading and no, but I was just gonna sit here and wait until you noticed. I could have taken a long time. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I don't know what made me look up. I think it was because you looked at me and it made me think. Yeah, because I did. I just like stopped. Yeah, and I was like, why is this bitch looking at me? Right? <laughs> why is she not moving? During the episode, you may hear some snoring in the background. That's Hades. That's Hades. Yeah. Sorry. Can't make him stop. Samantha tried one time and he started barking. So yeah, he was, he was alarmed. You get your pick, either barking or snoring. So snoring seems easier to me. Yeah. It may happen again. He's starting to fall asleep again. He's kind (laughs) of lazy. (laughs) He is. He always has been though. Yeah. Since he was a baby. Yeah. Lazy baby. Um, they say dogs take after their owners. Yeah. And I feel a little insulted sometimes because <laughs> I'm like, one, he's a giant baby. Yeah. Um, he stepped in a water bowl earlier. He did. So he's just stepped. Okay. He's already, he's afraid of water, right? Like his, you're doing a very bad thing. Please stop. Warning is water, water bottle. bottle. <laughs> and my dog now knows it because of him. So I appreciate that Hades has taught that to lavender but it's, it's pure very, fear he stops instantly yeah he doesn't want anything to do with getting wet and so he stepped in a water bowl outside because he didn't know it was there and then he was so traumatized that he joined me in my lawn chair <laughs> he's 90 pounds now y'all 90 big boy but he's the biggest baby so yeah and then we've got ma'am in what world lavender who's mountain climbing my couch right now <laughs> And Powder, who's up on four pillows, just looking really cute right now. He does. He's just on top of pillows with his little cheeks, like, supported by fluff. And he's so little. Like, he doesn't even indent the pillow. (sighs) So we talked about a horrendous book. You want to talk about a show that's kind of fucked up? Um, yes. What's it called again? It's called Missing Dead or Alive. 
It's on Netflix. Yep. It's about a county in South Carolina. One county. Just a single county. I want to say it's Richland County. I don't know. I just remember them saying like Richland County Sheriff's Office over and over and over when they introduced themselves on the phone. Um, but yeah, so they go over cases where people have been reported missing and they go to search for them. And I kind of described it to Sarah as like, it's like you're watching cops, but you also get to see the investigation and like the results. Yeah. And like you're with the family while this is happening. Like, yeah, like it's documentary style, but they're literally going and talking to people who are suspected of potentially murdering someone or being involved in any way. Yes. And it's. It's intense. It's sad. Yeah, it is. Um, One of the cases um, doesn't end well, which I think we should know by the title, right? Missing, dead, or alive. Um, You know, they go to look for this person, and he's been kind of seen around kind of some seedy areas in town that are known, like, drug activity yeah known drug deal activity happens there whatever and his wife is just adamant no he would never touch anything like that he is so against drugs he hates that the kids have been involved in drugs it's awful right like she's like this is it he can't be involved in that if anything he was probably just making sure his kids weren't there come to find out his daughter tells later that she had given him meth yeah. because he was in pain from something. She yeah. didn't have any pain pills and he took her up on meth and that was that. Yeah. He was addicted. Yeah. So, um, they did end up locating this person's body. They had OD'd in the woods and died of hypothermia. Yeah. So, it was horrendous, but then you also have to see, like, the pain that the detectives go through. Like, yeah. she was in pain having yeah. to tell this mom or woman that her husband was gone and that this is how he had died. He had methamphetamines in his system when she was so adamant. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. And even when they said the results, she was very, like, how? Yeah. Like, I don't believe that. And then, but the detective never told her, like, your daughter's the one who's no. gave it to him. Like, she never ratted her out. I don't know how to, like, yeah. say that better, but yeah. she kept her confidence. Yeah. And yes. that was nice. I mean, it's on TV, so she's going to see it. Well, but, yeah, but, you know, that she didn't, you know, do that in the moment. And, no. yeah. It's, it's just, it's a really interesting perspective to see what looks like, Cops who really care about, like, getting results the right way. They did a lot. And they were, like, emotionally horrified. I mean, when she was talking about how they had done a search in the area the day before. And they yeah. just didn't get far enough. And she's like, if... They were on just the other side of the highway. She's like, if he was alive then, and this is what it's come to, I will never forget myself. Yeah. Come to find out he had died before they even reported him missing. So there was nothing she could have done. But there was a lot of emotion in that show. Yeah. It it, was good. It did. Yeah. It made me feel good about, you know, what's happening in in that county, at least. Yeah. We don't know about the rest. (laughs) No. But, yeah, I guess a little refreshing to see that. But it was still, like, really sad stories and... um. And that's just one of the stories they tell on that show. I think they cover three different missing persons. Maybe four? I think there's two in one. Two sisters, right? Weren't they sisters? There was only one girl oh, who was okay. missing. Yeah, there's. I think there's a total of four over like the four episodes. And they don't all take quite as long to tell. Some are... Um, fairly quick to wrap up. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting um, to see, you know, the things we hear about in some of our cases, like really happening real time. Like they were literally getting more information while they were interrogating a suspect. And so like they brought that information to him during the 
interrogation. I just thought that was interesting to see that like real time actually happen. Yeah, like I watch YouTube videos of interrogations, but it's not the same. It's not the whole thing. Like, No, it's not what they're finding out behind the scenes. You know, you're just seeing someone walk out and walk back in. And how do you know whatever is verified? Yeah, like the Seth Jackson case. I watched yeah. the interrogations of those teenagers mm-hmm. because, wow, people are stupid. So like yeah. you had to watch it, that one, because they were so stupid. you like, you have to watch it. Never be okay again because <laughs> you watch the stupidity. And I'm like... Wow. <laughs> you got dropped on your head one too many times, didn't you? Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. I don't know. That one, it, it's interesting to see both sides. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I really enjoyed that show. I called my mom while I was driving to Jess's house to dog sit. And um, she was like, oh, so I started watching this show. It's really good. You should watch it. And I was like, oh, what's it called? And she goes, Oh, missing, dead or alive. And I was like, oh, mom, I watched the whole thing yesterday. It's great. Yeah, I was like, I did really like it. And she's like, yeah, I'm in the middle of episode one. I was like, (laughs) oh, you have a lot to see. There's a lot that's going to happen. Gosh, I just want more. I'm just being honest. I want more people to read the book we talked about so I can talk about the book with people. Yeah. But maybe not. Yeah. Mm. There's got to be a support group, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be therapy groups out there. Yeah. There's going to be a subreddit called I read if you tell and I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I wish it'd start that subreddit. <laughs> I bet we get a lot of joiners. <laughs> oh my God. Horrible. So other than talking about shows and books, what's going on in your life? Crazy yeah. life. Um, oh my God. I'm so busy. Um, I'm getting ready to, oh my God, by the time we publish this. What, when is it going to be when we publish this? This episode will be published the first week in June. Yes. Okay. Right? Fuck if I know. It'll be published <laughs> eventually. You guys will eventually hear this. <laughs> well, at this time, when we're recording, I'm less than a week from driving home to see my family. I haven't driven home in like nine, nine months. A long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember the last time you went home. September for my, because my stepmom was in the hospital. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause, and then I drove up to Minnesota because I was taking care of Lisa for a week after her surgery. And then I drove all the way back down to Texas. Yeah. That's gross. It was a very long time in the car. I didn't want to drive in my car for the longest time after that. I was like, yeah, I'm out. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been home since September, going home end of May. Yeah. So basically I'm just like prepping for that. It's the first time I'm traveling a long distance with Lavender. So, um, she does good on car rides. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. She's pretty good. And we did a, a decent car ride this weekend and she rode the car twice, technically Sunday. Cause we got out, had dinner, got back in and drove home. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm prepping for that. And then within my trip home is also my other Taylor concert. So that's exciting. So I have to like choose my outfit, pack that, pack everything like makeup wise that I need. We're both doing our hair today. So that's yes. the way. Yeah, we're both dyeing our hair because we need to. And it takes time, guys. It does. I mean, it's if you a process. You want to have vibrant colors in your hair. Be prepared. Yeah. It's not a quick. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No, it sure is not. There's, yeah, prep. You've got to prep your hair. You've got to get the right color. Yeah, I'm still not sure about my color. Yeah, like, I, I still like don't it know. a lot. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, I know what, it's the issue with the outgrowth that I have that I, I'm really hoping is fixed sure. with this next time. I hope so, too. But if it's not, then we got it. We'll figure something out. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking work, guys. Yeah. If you want vibrant... Different colored hair. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. I'm sure most of you are in our Facebook group who listen here. If you're not, feel free to join. We'd love to have you there. But occasionally we'll share a picture. And I don't know that we've done one super recently, but my hair is like bright, vibrant purple. And Sarah's currently is like navy slash lagoon. Yeah. You don't think Lagoon is the right color? I don't know if I would say Lagoon. Yeah, Lagoon. It's Blue Muse, which I call Blue Moose. 
Yeah. Because it makes me happy every time I say it. Blue Moose <laughs> and Nightfall by Pulp, Pulp Riot. Riot. Yeah. And then yours is majority Vel- Velvet. Yeah, mostly Velvet and then like probably a- one-tenth Nightfall. A dollop a Nightfall. Yeah. A dollop a daisy. <laughs> a dollop a dollop a daisy. <laughs> when I was little, one of my friends um, had a dog named Daisy and like, I don't know, we just like loved that commercial because we were we're just like, oh my god, Daisy, like your dog. That makes me want to have a dog and name it Oscar for the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Remember that song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I um, can totally see myself with a dog named Oscar. That's a weird name for a dog. Personally. My last dog's name was Sheldon. Yeah, that's Sheldon. also a weird name for a dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I loved it. Yeah. Sheldon, Hades, and Potter. And then I wished that I could have changed Hades to Harry, and I think he would still respond. So I think it'd be really funny to be like, Harry Potter, come inside. <laughs> it literally took me. I was like, why do you want to name him Harry? You've never talked about liking the name Harry. And then I'm like, Wouldn't oh. Wouldn't it be so funny to be like, Harry Potter, come inside. <laughs> yes, it would be. Please do it. Well, I can't now. He's Harry. Hades. I'll call him Harry. No, look at him. Harry. He is not responding. Lavender is. He's like, two years I've been Hades. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. He lets, he answers to Chonker Monker, so he probably answered at Harry, too. He just, yeah. He likes all the love when he's not napping. Don't yeah. talk to him when he's napping. Or in the morning. Yeah. Which is still technically his nap time. He is yeah. still wanting to sleep. He sleeps until like 10 a.m. Yes, if you let does. him. He does. And the only one who's allowed to wake him up is Jackson. Anybody else, and he gets like cranky. Yeah. He doesn't growl. He doesn't. He just looks at you like you're. Yeah. Real fucking rude. I've heard him moan every once in a while. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Then my other dog, who's like so far up my butthole, I can't go anywhere without him. No, you certainly can't. I go pee in the middle of the night, and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, he will be yeah. dead asleep. I get up to go to the bathroom, which isn't, like, located right off the bedroom. There he is, on the floor, in front of the door. And I'm like, um, see. So every time I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, Henzo comes in there with me. <laughs> he he yawns and everything. He yawns. He reacts with like squinty eyes to the light. Like he hates it. But he sits there and looks at me while I pee because he's also up my asshole. <laughs> okay. I have to ask, you turn on the light when you go to the bathroom? Well, yeah. It, there's no, there's no like even semblance of light in there. Did I do it with my eyes closed? <laughs> no. I'm not even kidding. My eyes are, like, closed. No, I have a little baby light in there Unless... that, like, I can tap, so it's just a tiny bit of light, and I do that sometimes, but, yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm always just, like, light on. I still go back to bed. See, I don't know if I could, so I just have my eyes closed the entire time. I'm even, like, if the toilet paper isn't on the toilet paper thing, and I have to, like, open my eyes to look for where the toilet paper is, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, why is this not... Where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be on the thing. Why is it not there? Yeah. So I like have to open my eyes to find it. I'm not happy. Yeah. Well, the then reason it wouldn't be there is because BJ wouldn't have put it on there. Because you would put it on there. Yes, because I hate that. It's one of my, not my biggest pet peeves. But it's no. an annoyance. Yeah, for sure. When I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, motherfucker, I don't want to have to look for things. Right? I'm a person of habit. Also, very rarely do I wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's less than once a week. Maybe once every other week. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. It is. Welcome to our conversations, guys. These are literally say welcome. <laughs> these are literally how our conversations go when we're not on the podcast, though. Yeah. But, this like, is- that's what I wanted to capture, you know? And we're, like, hanging out and talking, and I'm like, this would be a great podcast. Like, it's just because... We say what comes to our mind. Yeah. I mean, facts. But like also, that. sometimes we say things that I'm like, why would we say that out loud? Well, those are the things we edit out, Sarah. <laughs> this is why we edit. Because we can. Yes. And should. We should. Sometimes we say really stupid stuff, y'all. Yeah. Really stupid. And then we both are like, that was embarrassing. Really I mean, my gone. favorite is indictment, though. Fuck off. But it's so good. I started writing out indictment spelled like sight indictment um yes that's how i do it if i don't know how to pronounce something i, I just write it phonetically pro- i do know how to pronounce no i'm sorry it. i didn't mean to say it like that 
But if I there was just... something I thought, for example, there was like a lake in California. It wasn't super difficult, but I wanted to make sure I stressed the right thing, like the right syllable. So I wrote it phonetically with like lavender. Could you stop playing with your toy? We're recording our podcast. Do you know what this is? Every time the mics come out. She looks devastated. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so sorry. You don't want me to play with my toy? You fucking asshole. She literally looked at me and like closed her mouth and looks she so looked so disappointed. I'll never ask her to stop playing again. Lies. You will in like five minutes. But okay. I mean only if it's making clacking sounds on the ground again. Oh, she wants to play tug. Ma'am, we don't have much. We need to talk a little longer. So Lavender accidentally scratched Jackson. She jumped oh up gosh. on him. Yeah. He's like, I'm okay now, but it, don't touch it because it'll burn. Yeah. And then he had to show Papa, obviously, that yeah. he was significantly injured. Yes, obviously. Never returned to real life. No. Um, And I just was like, it's funny that you're making such a big deal out of this considering Hades used to literally tackle him to the ground. Yeah. Like, if he were... Like, if he had his Hades ball and he went running through our backyard, Hades was there. Right there. Lavender, you're not graceful, ma'am. No. You're so cute, though. I love you. We're obsessed with our dogs. I know. I am. Uh, We went to Marshall's today to get candles for my house, and Samantha left with a bunch of shit for her dog. I did. Well, you know, I got her a, a game that teaches, that will stimulate her brain. Okay, so what had happened was that maybe I burped right here. And um, I wanted to take out the burp because burping in your ear is rude. But the conversation that follows is rather funny. So pretend I burped right here. <laughs> she sniffed your burp. I know she does it. <laughs> Well, I mean, every time she crawls into bed with me, she sticks her head literally in my butthole. Yeah. Like, ma'am, I haven't farted. Get your head out of my butthole. You're also, frustrated because we're talking about you sniffing buttholes? You sniffed Jackson so far the other day, all of us were concerned a Jackson had shit times. in his underwear. A couple of times. We were convinced the five-year-old pooped his pants because your head was so far in there. Yeah, it was awkward. I was like, please stop. Violating the child. Yes, please get your nose out of the child's asshole. Thank you. We're going to get an insurance lawsuit, and I don't think it covers sexual harassment <laughs> by dog. I'll have to check my rider. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, Lavender's going to come home with me. And then in a couple weeks after that, you're going to Europe. Yes, I am. And I'm going home. This weekend, too. But yep. I will be home for two weeks. Yes. And then right when I get back, I'm coming to stay in your house. Yes. <laughs> so that Lavender has a buddy. Yes. So that she's not alone. Me yeah. and my little family will come stay here. I mean, I don't know if we'll all stay all the time. Probably yeah. not. That's probably unlikely. Yeah. Because BJ will probably still work from home. I don't know what's going to We haven't talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a dock in there and a yeah. space in there. So you could technically both work here each day. Yeah. I mean, because we have to take Jackson I was going to change my sheets and stuff so you guys can stay in here and Jackson can stay in there. Oh, he would not stay that far away from us. Okay, that's fine. Then one of us would have to sleep in there with him. Yeah. But feel free to sh- change your sheets because I'll probably be the one in there. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm. That's part of the laundry I need to do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going home for two weeks and then, yeah, coming over here to stay for three weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. I'm only gone for two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I mean, you can stay for three weeks. Yeah, I know, right? So yeah, then I go to Europe for two weeks. So I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm, I am starting to get a little bit nervous. I feel like you'll have um, moments where you shit yourself on the way to the airport, and then I think you'll be okay. Yeah, on the flight, I think you'll shit yourself some more, and then once you get there, you'll be okay. Yeah, I'm nervous about shitting myself while I'm there, and I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. Also, I do want to clarify that I mean <laughs> yes. mentally shitting we myself. My bowels is... will most likely be fine. We'll see if anything they serve me has dairy in it. Yeah, I was just going to say, unless she decides to eat a yeah. fucking milkshake. I typically don't if I know I'm going somewhere. It was just yesterday when I wasn't really going anywhere and then totally didn't 
I really didn't think it was going to do what it did. I know. And then I tried to convince you to order it again today. And you were like, listen, bitch. <laughs> right? I was like, ma'am, I just told you the bad thing that happened yesterday. It was not fun for anyone involved. Oh my God. I was, dude, today I was trying to, this is TMI episode. Just deal with it. I was trying to poop this morning. Yeah. And Jackson would not leave me alone. I was like, privacy, Jackson. And he's like, I'm sitting on your bed. And I was like, bro, but you opened my bathroom door. Yeah. <laughs> so you could see into the bathroom and talk to me. He goes, yeah, but I'm not in the bathroom. So you have, <laughs> you have your privacy. Mama, you are, he is not wrong. Although, no, it's still not enough privacy. No, so it's was, not I enough. I was getting so upset. I was like, I just want to be able to poop by myself like once. Like just once. Yeah. Potter wasn't in there. Like I just, I want to be able to go to the bathroom by myself. That is not a luxury moms have. A lavender did not leave my side yesterday. Well, you were pooping? Correct. Well, she was concerned. She should have been. <laughs> were you scared? That's fair. No. No, I was not scared. Well, I don't know how to transition from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, lavender wouldn't leave my side. It was like fucking disgusting. It was like, please fucking leave. Ew. It's gross. Well, now I'm like envisioning that you had like the world's stinkiest poop. I did. It was so bad that you were trying to kick your dog out. Your dog likes stinky stuff. We've just established She's this. a trash panda. She real is. Yeah. Really is. Yeah, I guess. So. I know, right? I had to edit out when I was editing one of our episodes a bunch of my watch. Really? Yes. <laughs> It was like amazing. This Irish dick, or is it British dick now? I don't know. Hi. Um, get your breath out of here. So what I was saying is, <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to shit my pants mentally. Yes. In Europe, and all I mean by that is like, I'm going to be on my own for two weeks, right? I'm really looking forward to this. I have some plans that I like have in my mind of things I want to do. Um, there's only really, I think, three events while I'm there that like have set dates and times that like cannot be missed. Everything else is flexible. Um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't want to panic and get too in my head and end up just doing like, those three things. Yeah, just doing those things and then, like, sitting at a cafe all day, every day. Like, I want to have some days where I take it slow and maybe I only do one thing and maybe it's in the late afternoon and I do spend the morning just reading wherever the fuck I want in Paris. But I don't want to do that every day and, like, miss any opportunities, you know? And, like, come back regretting that I didn't do more. I think I just need to remember that every day. Like, I don't want to regret not doing something, so I should just fucking do it. I'll text you every day. I would love that. Every morning, I'll just be like, bitch, go do something. Yeah, be like, well, you, you my better morning be telling me. Will not be your morning. No, but it'll be my noon. Before you go to bed, you could text me. <laughs> That's true. Because I'll see it when I get up in the morning. Because So if you go to bed at like 10, let's say you text me at 10, right? Yeah. Six hours forward from that is 4 a.m. So I'll see it in a couple hours when I get up. A couple hours. Hmm. Yeah, I still... Six. Oh, God. Actually, I don't know what time I'm going to... Because you won't have a dog to dictate your time. No. And I also will have jet lag. Yeah, it's doing a real fun, like, mohawky thing all the way down your head. Yeah. Yeah, it literally is mohawky. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I just want to like take advantage of my time and do things that I want to do and yeah, and do like it. I know I can't do everything, but you can do enough. Yeah. If you do one thing every day. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we close the episode, an update on Lavender. She's gigantic. She's taller now than Hades and she is about six. 60 pounds last I weighed. Yeah, Hades, I mean, we're, he's on a diet, so. <laughs> but he's like 90 pounds. Yeah, he's not supposed to be. He's 90 chunky pounds. He's also very muscular, but a lot of that is, is fat now. I mean, yeah. we went for a walk as a family, me and you and our dogs. Um, and Hades was the problem child. Yeah, <laughs> Hades is why we had to come back. Not Potter, shockingly. No, with the tiny little legs. No, he's fine. Yeah. He's 
trucking along running because, you know, every step is six of his. Yeah. So running and Hades was dying. Oh my God. It was so like, it was sad. We need to get him on some more walkies. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our ADHD uh, chit chat. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. These are how our conversations go all the time. Yep. You're Be welcome for sharing about part of it. our bowel schedules. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a new one for me. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Doom Crew today. We hope you enjoyed our spooky and humorous take on true crime. As always, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Doom Crew Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more listeners who share our spooky sense of humor. So until next time, stay curious, stay spooky, and remember to always look over your shoulder. This has been the Doom Crew, signing off. Can we just do one fucking take? (laughs) (laughs) No! Please, baby.